speak to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So it's been said that St. Francis is the most admired and least imitated of all the saints. The guy grew up in privilege. Uh, he was a charming party goer as a young man walking on the medieval wild side. His father wanted him to go into the lucrative family business, but he had other things in mind. And with bravado, he entered military service, was taken prisoner of war, upon release battled illness which threatened his life, all of which, crisis will do this, all of which led him to question the direction of his life. An encounter with a poor leper got him thinking, in prayer, in church. He heard the voice of Jesus say, rebuild my church, which St. Francis began to do, becoming what he prayed, an instrument, a channel of God's peace. And across the centuries, his exemplary spirit continues that work of healing. So around this time of year, we observe his feast. It's officially observed on Tuesday, uh, October 4th. We do that in all kinds of ways, including a service like this. And later this afternoon, rain or shine, the blessing of animals, a recognition of Francis's celebration of all of creation, witnessed in part by the legends of him preaching to birds and calming down a menacing wolf that was terrorizing a town. Now, these blessing of animals are always just an awesome event, right? I remember the year I officiated at such a service, a church a little bit more downtown. And, and in the darkness of evening, a woman came forward with a four-foot-long iguana in a snuggly. <laughs> she, apparently, she apparently had come to church on the subway, snuggling the reptile on the way. And I wonder if any other passengers noticed only in New York, but I digress. While we remember Francis's commitment to the poor, his celebration of all creation, his irrepressible joy, all driven by devotion to Jesus, I have to admit that I find him easier to admire than to imitate. The life he chose, the call he answered, seems like a lot. This morning we read the, we read the gospel chosen to remember him, a passage in which Jesus calls those with ears to hear to come to him. Those who are exhausted, those who carry heavy burdens, maybe that's you this morning. They are invited to enter into his rest by choosing to follow him, taking on his yoke, a yoke that is easy, a burden that is light. Now, the fact is, um, I may be wrong, but I suspect we may be culturally averse to the idea of taking on any yoke at all. Thank you very much. We may fancy ourselves free agents, channeling that inner child's voice that says to whoever, you are not the boss of me. We resist the notion that we are called to be servants of anybody. We may imagine that God should be just a little more grateful to have us on the team. And when I think about the idea of taking on a yoke and the resistance that I may have to that idea, I channel my inner Bob Dylan, who wrote a song way back when in an evangelical phase with the title, You Gotta Serve Somebody. Dylan made the point that we all live lives in service to something or someone, 
Whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we live with the illusion of independence or not, and Jesus bids us to choose his yoke and discover, as Augustine said, that in his service, in bearing that yoke, we will find perfect freedom and we will be led to abundant life. Scripture talks a lot about yokes. The children of Israel suffered under yokes of slavery, of oppression, unjust rulers, excessive taxation, rich people oppressing poor. The Hebrew scriptures were described as a kind of yoke, guiding people by all those commandments in the way they should walk and talk, steering them in a beautiful way into closer relationship with God. In the New Testament, people like Peter and Paul spoke about the perfectionism of really religious people, watch out clergy, a yoke that stood in contrast to the gospel of grace. And when Jesus speaks as he does today about the yoke, I imagine that maybe what he's talking about is his distillation of all of those commands into two very simple ideas, simple but not easy, love of God with all that you have and love of neighbor as self. So what would it look like to take those commandments as our yoke, our commission, our steering mechanism. If we could love God fully, if we could love neighbor as self, and I'm not sure any of us will reach that in this lifetime, a call in, that a call will encompass all of life. These words of Jesus come to me are words that appear in our prayer book, specifically in right one after the confession. They're part of a series of verses called the comfortable words, not because they make us comfortable in any complacent or self-satisfied way, but because not because they let us off the hook, but because they recognize that we are broken and that our world is broken and divided and that we need help and transformation and that we need God to come alongside of us as comforter. And those words said after confession assure uh, us that God will do that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. With all that in mind, that as resource, how can we move from simply admiring St. Francis to imitating him? Not because he was so extraordinary, which he was, but because he was so clear-eyed about his role as channel or instrument or servant of Jesus, how might we take on the yoke, a burden that is light? Can we hear Jesus say, come to me, all you that are tired and heavy laden coming out of COVID. Talk about weariness. Zoom fatigue is only one aspect of it. But maybe, maybe we can learn from Francis who in the wake of his own illness answered a call to rebuild and heal a dilapidated church. I know so many faith communities, including this one, are just trying to figure out what the new normal is, rebuilding what may have been strong before COVID, but may not seem quite as strong right now. Can we be led by Jesus with that yoke on to rebuild our common life walking in the way of love? Can we hear Jesus say, come to me, all you that are sick and tired of living in partisan times? I've struggled with that kind of fatigue as someone who's overly attentive to the news 
when I feel my head about to explode and my heart about to turn ugly. The words of the psalm we heard this morning, Psalm 37, have really helped me. Do not fret yourself. Leave rage alone. Be still and know that I am God. So maybe we can learn from St. Francis, who in the midst of the awfulness of the Crusades, reached out to the enemy, to Islamic leaders, in an effort to wage peace instead of war. Can we hear Jesus say, come to me, all you who are burdened by disappointment and resentment and wounds from organized religion? What would it take for us to think about being part of that kind of healing? Maybe we can learn from Francis who prayed to be an instrument of God's peace, offering pardon in place of injury, faith in place of doubt. Can we hear Jesus say, come to me, who all of you who experience brokenness of relationship in family or workplace or even church, take on the yoke of healing those relationships Pray to be a channel of God's peace, sowing union where there is discord. Can we hear Jesus say, come to us, all you who are weighed down by the widening gap between rich and poor. Take on the yoke of mindfulness of those around us, the love of neighbor animating Francis' commitment to the poor. Imitate Francis, who kissed the face of the leper. Serve those in need who, as Jesus indicated, we always have with us, who are just a few steps away from us, and who reveal to us Christ's very presence. Can we hear Jesus say, come to me, all you who bear the yoke of perfectionism, the need to get it right all the time as parent or professional or religious person. Can we follow the example of Francis, who was a bona fide screw-up in his early life, and put all that behind, taking on the yoke of a life lived in light of grace, celebrating his forgiveness, so that we seek not so much to be consoled as to console, not so much to be understood as to understand, not so much to be loved as to love. Can we hear Jesus say, come to me, all whose hearts ache with a call to care for creation, who grieve over the rampant effects of climate change seen this week in Puerto Rico or in the west coast of Florida. Find with Francis the praise of God as all creatures of our God, God and King lift up our voices echoing alleluia. Let that praise shape the ways we live on our beautiful and wounded planet. Let us lead us to be good stewards of the great gift in fellowship with brother, son, and sister, Moon. Can we hear Jesus say, come to me, all you who battle the anxiety of our times, maybe a, a health crisis or a financial crisis, or just free-floating anxiety. Take on the yoke of intention to live with the irrepressible joy that Jesus promised, the joy that Francis exhibited, such a feature of his way of being that we still remember it centuries later. This morning, how do you hear Jesus calling to you, saying, come to me, all you, are, all you who are weary and heavy laden, take my yoke upon you. So what is the yoke that you take on these days? How does it guide you in what you're called to do? Does it lead you, is it leading you to be a channel, an instrument, 
of God's peace. As you join this week with all of Christendom in admiration for St. Francis, take it a step further, maybe just a small step, in discovery of ways to imitate his life of faith and faithfulness for the sake of Jesus, for the sake of a church and world that needs rebuilding, for the sake of a church and a world that need God's healing power. Amen.